Have you ever felt like the work you were supposed to love is instead sucking your soul and you aren't making the impact you always dreamed of making? If so, you aren't alone. From broke and underemployed to six figures plus, powered only by daydreams and grit, I realized I was burning out and my values of freedom, purpose, and making an impact were taking the backseat to my wallet. I realized that I needed to build my own field guide to awesome from the inside out. So I gave it all up and I traveled the world to rediscover what was most important to me and create a business that filled my pockets, filled my soul, and allowed me to multiply my impact. But the question is, how will I do it? Join me on my journey and find out as we build our community of experts and share the secrets of success from the inside out. My name is Trina Serechia, and this is the Field Guide to Awesome. Hey folks, welcome back to the Field Guide to Awesome. In my last episode, I spoke with Lisa Hamilton-Smith, the founder of the Change Your Mind to Change Your World Global Mindset Virtual Summit. If you missed it, make sure to go back and check it out. But don't go yet, folks. My next guest is the queen of family recovery, Judy Gallick. Judy is on a mission to reduce the rate of relapses through educating the family about the recovery process, teaching self-love and self-respect as a way to strengthen relations throughout the recovery process. Let's welcome Judy Gallick. Hi, Judy. I'm so glad you were able to join me for an interview. I'm so excited to talk with you. Hi, Trina. Thank you so much for having me. It is absolutely a pleasure having the opportunity to chat with you. Well, before you joined, I introduced you and I told people a little bit about you, but tell me a little bit more about who you are and what you do. Well, my name is Judy Gallick. I am a life coach. I live in Massachusetts, Dudley, Massachusetts. Um, and I've been coaching women who are family and friends of, of addicts. Now, I don't typically like to use the word addicts. I have a certain emotion about that word. But um, that's pretty much what I do, coaching people who are um, struggling to support someone who is addicted to drug or alcohol addiction. There is a conversation that we can have about labels a little later. I agree with you. Um, but one of the first things that I like to ask my guests is really a question that people are really struggling with today. Like how has coronavirus affected you as a professional and in your life? So before um, everything went on pause, um, my 10-year-old daughter um, was attending school, going to school, <laughs> and she was in an after-school program. So the school, the schoolwork, homework was being done by um, the teachers, professionals. And yeah. um, now I have to homeschool her. So everything went online. She has her own um, coursework that's all online, Zoom meetings online, and I have to help her a lot more with, with schoolwork. And, and I don't mind doing that with her, but fourth grade, it's been a while since I was in fourth grade. So <laughs> most of the stuff she's learning, it's fairly new to me too. Yeah, it gets frustrating at times. And I also have a two-year-old that is also home with me, so homeschooling her, entertaining her, and also entertaining him and he's nap time all of that and my business has always been online so that hasn't that hasn't been anything um change in that area 
because I have the both of them home, it's kind of like shifted my whole schedule and how I run the business and my routine, everything. But other than that, though, it hasn't been so bad. The, the beauty about being a life coach is that I can coach myself and I yeah. manage my mind. I manage my emotions around all the craziness that's happening around me. So I'm very zen-like and, and I keep myself calm in that way. And what strategies have you been using? What's really worked well for you? Meditation works very well for me. Um, I meditate a lot. I meditate at least once a day, sometimes twice a day, if I can fit it in. Um, I also work out. I do have the morning uh, HIIT training, high intensity interval training I do. And I do that like three, four times a week. The, the challenge with that though is getting myself in bed early enough. That way I can wake up <laughs> early enough oh, to do yes. the workout. Yes. Sleeping matters a lot, of course. So um, managing my time in a way that I can get my children to bed um, at a decent time and get myself to bed at this decent time and just keeping that routine going. Um, so that helps us because we, we have that routine and it seems fairly normal now. But. Yeah, I think that's so important, especially when, when the old normal is gone, your old routine, your old way of doing things. You know, and luckily, like you, I've worked from home for a long time. I've worked remotely. I've worked wherever I've had Wi-Fi. So I've had mm -hmm. that flexibility and it's pretty awesome. But a lot of people are not in that situation normally, in the old normal. Let's put it mm -hmm. that way. Yeah. And so all of a sudden, their routines have changed. And I know for myself, when my sleep schedule is off, my whole day is off. My whole day is off. And so yeah. recreating a schedule that respects both your, your schedule and your needs, as well as the people that you are quarantined with, their needs, your children, spouses, mm -hmm. if you have them, um, that can be quite challenging. And kudos to you to keeping to a good schedule that allows you to meet the things that are really important to you, like your exercise and your meditation, um, because it sounds like it's really working for you. Thank you. It is. It is. Without this tool, boy, I don't know how I would be able to do it. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I think um, the suddenness of the COVID and the quarantine, where all of a sudden people weren't able to ease into that process of creating a, a better schedule for themselves. We, I think across the world and even in the United States, we've been in there for a few weeks. People are starting to create a schedule for themselves. But I also think that there are a lot of people still struggling to create those schedules. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I totally agree that a, a lot of people are still struggling with um, just trying to create that routine, especially if someone lives with an adult, right? Mm. Um, unlike children, <laughs> my mm 
my children, I set a bedtime and I can enforce that bedtime on them. Right. right. But if, if I were to be living with an adult, I, I wouldn't be able to, it wouldn't be the same thing. It's not as if I could say to someone, Hey, you have to make sure you're in your room at a certain time. Well, that person is an adult, right? Um, they get to choose and decide what they want to do when they want to do it. So yeah, that's a whole yeah, it's finding other that. Yeah, it's finding that win-win for you both. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I, now you spoke um, when you first introduced yourself about helping women deal with spouses or relationships that have a partner who has a problem with addiction. You mentioned something about not liking to call someone an addict. Tell me about that. Oh, <laughs> um, so with the label, with, with, with the word addict, typically when, when that word is used, there's a lot of um, negativity, negative connotation mm. attached to it, right? Uh, we're picturing someone who is um, maybe homeless, um, you know, um, someone who is uh, like stuck in that situation for like years and years and some people may be struggling with addiction for for a while right but I feel like once someone is labeled an addict it's kind of like uh, an image um, yeah. shift and when they identify with that they're kind of like um, it's difficult to break away from that shift to another image like you know why not an athlete why not someone who's figuring life out you know uh, well a, a doctor a doctor is kind of like you know um, like a profession right being an addict yeah. is not so much a profession it's just simply a label you know mm. um, I don't know if that I, makes any sense but it makes total sense because when we label people we are saying you are are this we're not mm -hmm. allowing them to self-identify as who they are right we're labeling right. them with a behavior we're labeling them with something that has a negative connotation mm -hmm. and that's not all who they are right you know just just like i'm a coach mm -hmm. but that's not all that's not my whole self yeah you know Mm -hmm. I'm also a woman. I'm a daughter. Yes. Yeah. You know, I'm a girlfriend. I'm a friend. Mm -hmm. I am a hard worker. That kind of label, being an addict, is not the only thing that person is. Absolutely. People tend to confuse the behavior with the person's identity yes yep absolutely yep you said it more a lot more beautiful than than i tried to but yes absolutely <laughs> when i first heard you talk about it when we first met and i was oh, i need to know her i need to have her on my show um, it was really powerful to hear you talk about how you work with people and when you mentioned that you don't like to use the label addict 
that I, it thrilled me in a way because I believe labels can be very harmful. We can identify as something, but we also identify as many other things. Certain labels like addiction or mentally ill or homeless or mm-hmm. um, any other kind of label that has such a strong negative connotation that takes over the entire yeah yeah and the other thing i would add to that is that when we identify with a negative label that generate a negative emotion in our body Mm -hmm. it makes us feel a certain way so for instance, um, going to the extreme, if I'm identified, if I'm identifying myself as a loser, right? Yes. Um, I right. can walk into a room and I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, you know, people are going to find out I'm a loser and I'm going to feel very um, self-esteem, very down yeah. on myself. Like um, I don't belong in that room. And that, you know, I don't know enough Mm. and I'm not smart. Like all those negative things that associates with being a loser, you know, it's, it's more so the, the vibration it generates in our body too. That's important because, um, feelings is what drive us to take certain action, you know? So if we're not like addressing the root cause of what's creating those, those feelings, then it's kind of like washing your hands and wiping it on the ground over and over again. So words are very powerful, which is one thing I, um, I coach the families on. What type of words do they use to describe uh, their experience? You know, What type of words do they use to describe the person they're in the relationship with? Um, very powerful stuff. It is, because the words we use color how we perceive things. Yes. And when we use the words like addict or loser, those kinds of words color how we perceive the person who is struggling with that addiction, Mm -hmm. that person in our lives who is struggling with an addiction. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it sounds like it stands in the way of us dealing in our own way or responding to that person. Yes, yes, yes. And you know, the most interesting thing is um, a lot of people are not aware of that. A lot of my Mm. clients, when I start our first few sessions and we're talking about words, we're talking about feelings and how they've been coping, uh, most of them say, well, I love this person. I don't know why I'm behaving this way. I love this person. It's just this behavior, just, you know, it drives me crazy and they don't even know where that emotion is coming from until we discover, Hey, you know, like the words you use do have power. It's coloring your perception of, of your reality. Absolutely. I think that's beautiful because it sounds like what you're doing and you can let me know how true this is that what you're doing is helping the person who has a person who is struggling with addiction in their lives manage their own behavior and not change trying to change the person who has the addictive behavior because that is their own responsibility to heal yes yes absolutely but what i often see there's the domino effect 
right? When one mm. person gets well and whatever type of relationship it is, the other person kind of like start following that same path. You know, it's kind of like osmosis, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I kind of look at that as being a leader, but leading from the inside out. Yes. And so you manage your own internal energy. When I think about energy, I think about it in a sort of a physics definition. And by that, I mean, energy is the ability to do work and work is the ability to affect change. And so when we adjust our own internal energies, the way we think about things, the way we feel about things, what we believe, that affects our outcome. And the people around us get a chance to see what we're doing. And they learn a new way of being, a new possibility. Yes. They get to try on for size. Absolutely. And it also creates a platform for everyone else around you to be free to be who they are and feel Mm. loved as opposed to being judged. That's beautiful. Well, Judy, thank you so much for being on my show today. I really hope you can come back again sometime. This was a very jam-packed interview and I really feel like there's so much more to unpack and to talk about with you. How open are you to that? Oh, Trina, it would be a pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. It's been amazing. And Judy, how can people find out more about you? I am on Facebook at um, Passage LLC. I am going to put that in the show notes. Um, and I'm also at Passage, www.passage, that's P-A-S-S-A-J-E dot org. Awesome. That's my and website. that will also be in the show notes. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Again, Judy, thank you. You're welcome, Trina. Thank you. Hey folks, stay tuned for next week's episode where we talk with Laïs Scordagagna. Laïs is an astrologer and a visibility coach. After getting recognition as the branding expert behind authentic brands like Kendrick Shop, Authentic Selling, and Make It Work Online, she's heard the calling and took the leap to shine her own light and guide soul-led women in doing the same. Come back next week, folks. You won't want to miss it. Hey, thanks for listening. I truly hope you got something out of this episode that you can immediately implement in your life or business. If so, one of the easiest ways you can help me and multiply your impact is to please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and help me reach other heart-centered and socially conscious entrepreneurs like you. As a special thank you, when you leave your rating and review, you'll win a 15-minute free consultation meeting with me to talk specifically about your business. Just send me an email with an image or a screenshot of your rating and we'll schedule the time. Thanks again and be awesome.